Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialize in helping organizations get the most from their virtual teams through understanding how their team members interact. This is episode number 31, and today we're going to be talking about the value of building a strong personal network when working in distributed teams. As with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying blog article on the All Fire website, so please do feel free to check it out for additional information. And while you're there, have a look at some of the other articles, maybe listen to a few more podcasts, and of course, feel free to subscribe to our both the podcast feed and to the monthly or fortnightly newsletter that we send out with notifications of new articles. So personal networks in virtual teams, in many ways these the value of these networks is something that often gets neglected by people when they're working in a virtual team environment. Most people will invest a lot of time and a lot of energy in building a personal network in their uh, home vicinity, around the offices where they're based, in their local industry, in their local organisational structure. It's very easy to see the relationship between that network and your employment opportunities and uh, and the local commerce and so forth that happens. It's harder to see the need for a similar network to be across the global or or regionally distributed team that you may be working in. But that said, the, the value of these teams is just as high. The value of these networks is just as high as the, as, the, as the home-based network would be. And most of the techniques that you would use to build a network in a distributed team, very, very similar to the techniques that you would use to build a local network. But they have to be applied in slightly different ways and they have to be maintained in slightly different ways. But the strength of that network can stand you in, in very strong stead as, as the work that you perform both in your location and in the locations of your virtual network. Um, it stands you in very good stead in terms of when things start to go a little bit wrong, when you need to get questions answered quickly, when you need to uh, to be able to exert a little bit of influence without necessarily being there. So why bother building a network like this when when the when you're not going to get the same value from these uh, from this distributed network as you may do from your local network? Well, realistically, having having friends and having contacts in other offices and in other locations, it means that you will potentially get uh, advanced warning of problems that may be coming. You may be able to help your own project work a little bit quicker and a little more effectively if you can get these people to help to exert a bit of local influence. You also get 
a much better and a much deeper cultural understanding of the way that business is conducted and the way that projects run in these different locations through having this um, this built network rather than just relying on people that you don't know when you need to when you need to reach out for some information. So a lot of the benefits are similar to what you would have in your home culture and in your home office, but they cross more of the cultural boundaries and they cross the time and distance boundaries as well. So it's it's the same but different in many ways. So how to get the most from them? Um, yeah, the first the first value that you will get from this um, virtual team personal network is a better cultural understanding. If you're close to and have a have a work a, a friendly working relationship with people working in other parts in your organisation, you're able to access their cultural perspectives in a similar way to the way that you're accessing your own. And if you have the right kind of relationship, you can ask them questions about about how the organisational culture and how the local culture where they are differs, and how to get the most when you need to how to get the most efficiency from the people that are working in those offices when you need to uh, when you need to access that it's much better to get that from someone who you've built a relationship with than it is to try and get it from someone who doesn't know you and doesn't understand the context similarly these networks will give you much better access to business insights you'll be able to access these networks and use them to explain to you how business is conducted where they are what kinds of um, how you would conduct meetings, how you would conduct negotiations, how you would deal with people from different cultures, how the people in these different cultures cultures differ, so that you understand the flow and the pace and the tempo and so forth of meetings and discussions, how to structure emails to get the right kinds of responses, how frequently you need to meet with people before you can get to the point of uh, potentially negotiating a contract. All of these sorts of things you can get much better insights if you have close relationships with people in the countries than if you don't have those relationships. You can increase your organisational productivity if you have a better understanding of how your virtual team colleagues function, what their cultural drivers are relative to your own cultural drivers, what their preferred communication styles are, how they manage time, how they manage schedules, what the goals and the cultural goals are, and just generally how these people work and how they think. If you really understand how they work, then you can you can work with them in a much more efficient way and a much more productive way than if you simply assume that they are the same as the people that you live and work with on a day-on-day basis. And then on top of all of these, one of the real benefits from all of this and one of the real um, yeah, one of the real positives is it can make your working experience so much more enjoyable. You go from working with people who are just there from a purely transactional relationship sense to working with people who are friends, working with people who are trusted colleagues, people who have your back, who will support you when you have issues. They'll they'll make sure that the work that they're doing for you and the work that you're doing for them is properly explained and structured so that everything runs far more smoothly. And if work is running smoothly and it's on time and everyone understands what the drivers and the pressures are, that work is so much more pleasant to do. So those are the four principal things in terms of the in terms of why you should have these networks. The better cultural understanding, the better business insights, the increased organizational productivity and a simply a more enjoyable working experience. 
So the question then comes to how do you build this personal network when you don't actually meet with these people frequently? So the first thing that we would recommend is take some time to talk. So rather than just have what are extremely transactional conversations, and by conversations I would include email, I would include telephone calls, I would include video meetings, actually take a little bit of extra time when you're on a phone call, when you're in a video meeting, if you've got a bit of time on your hands on an email, to, to just to, to start to build more of a personal um, personal relationship with these people. Ask them about their families, ask them about the weather, ask them about current affairs, where they are. Tell them about your own family and the weather where you are and your sporting events and things like that. I would caution, though, to stay against discussing um, or to avoid discussing, let's say, hot button items. So try and stay away from things like politics, uh, religion, culturally sensitive issues where where you may not necessarily have, have enough of an understanding, certainly in the early days of relationship building, of how these things function in another place, that you can have that conversation without it seeming like you're prying or without you seeming like you're you maybe um, going to put your foot in it, for want of a better expression, and, and say something that some, that you may come to regret. Use the opportunities of the occasional face-to-face meetings that you may have to help to build relationships. So if you get the chance to visit and spend some time with these people, stay a little bit longer. Socialise with them on an evening if you get the chance. And if you don't have the chance to socialise outside of work, at least try and take the time between meetings and between formal events to just to spend a little bit of time getting to know your colleagues and your contacts a little bit better, particularly the people that you need to deal with immediately. But also be conscious that there may be people there that you would need to deal with at some point in the near future or the long-term future and it's worth you building that relationship with them as well for the future rather than just building what you need for right then because if you start to do that people may start to think oh well they're on they only want me because because I'm dealing with them right now and once they've finished dealing with me then they'll just discard me start to build these relationships for the longer term rather than the shorter term Try and be sociable, so be exhibit a way, exhibit, try and make yourself look and appear accessible to these, to these colleagues as and when you meet with them or when you deal with them. Don't try and appear to be closed, and if you are a naturally um, closed and quiet person, at least try and make it look like you're somebody that, that people would be happy to come and talk to. Um, it's a bit of an abstract term to try and talk about there, but but at least appear to be a little bit more sociable to to rather than just give yes and no answers when questions are asked to to be a little bit more um, verbal, a bit a little bit more verbose, and give longer answers and bring in a few local sort of um, expressions and tell people a little bit about yourself and about your own background. And the fourth recommendation that we would make would be to be to be accessible and to be open to making connections with people. Try and treat opportunities as a two-way street. So if somebody wants to build a network with you, be, op- be as open to them for that building of a network as, as you would like other people to be if you were trying to build a network with them. It may well be that you don't need to deal with them immediately, 
but they may see you as a long-term contact that they would like to, or they believe that they're going to need to deal with at some point in the future. So everybody needs to build these networks. It's not purely for the one person. They're there for everybody. So you need to be able to support others building them the same as you would like them to help you build yours. So the four key points there are take the time to talk when building these networks. Um, use your face-to-face -face opportunities effectively and be generous with your time when you're meeting like that. Be sociable and to appear to be accessible and to be sociable and to be open to people approaching you to build their networks just as you would like them to be um, open to you building yours. So hopefully these uh, these few pointers have been have been of use and of interest. Um, and uh, look, we really do look forward to speaking to you on future episodes. And feel free, of course, to get in touch with us with any questions, any way that we may be able to assist you with your business. Uh, thank you very much. Mm -hmm.